Welcome to Scanner School Session 11, Rebanding. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. I'm Phil Lichtenberger, W2LIE, and today we are talking about rebanding. Now, for those of you who are also listening in too, we are going to announce the winners of the um, the giveaway that we've been going over for the last month, which is a free consulting session with me to three winners. Uh, it's a 30-minute session, and uh, we'll get the winners announced in a little bit. But for anybody who's interested in them, in, uh, in knowing about the consulting, I am offering consulting services. So if there's any questions that you have about the scanner radio hobby, maybe you're looking at putting a new uh, listening station together. Maybe you're interested in buying a new radio, but you're not really sure what to buy for your area. Or, you know, with spring coming along, maybe you're uh, itching to put a new antenna outside. You're not really sure what type of antenna or the coax or even how to how to put one up. Uh, that's that's what I'm there for, and that's what my consulting services are are for. So if um, if you have any scanner questions, you're looking for some one-on-one help, something that's a little bit more um, you know uh, point-to-point, person-to-person, peer-to-peer, that kind of thing, uh, give me a call. My uh, phone number is 516-308-2885. Again, that's a U.S.-based area code, so it's 516-308. 2885 again 516-308-2885 you can also reach us online using the scannerschool.com website and uh, click on consulting so let's get started on rebanding and what that means for those of us here in the united states because rebanding is really a u.s only type of problem from what i can gather so um what it really affects is the 800 megahertz band only Rebanding doesn't affect any VHF or UHF trunk systems in the 400 megahertz band for UHF, uh, because when you have those um, those bands for trunking, you have to put in the uh, the uh, the band plan anyway into the radio. What happens with the 800 megahertz system is that it was hard coded into the EEPROM of the scanner, which is what makes it a bit of a problem with the older radios. But um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Let's, let's talk right now, though, what exactly uh, the lay of the land is, what happened, and why this really affects what it, what it does. So, like we said before, the, only the 800 megahertz band is really affected by the rebanding issue. And, and really, rebanding is it's re, repurposing the 800 megahertz band and changing where uh, certain types of radio... Um, or licenses will live, okay? So the whole rebanding process uh, really started to take effect in 2005, which is when things really started to move around. And the way that the 800 megahertz spectrum here in the United States was kind of laid out was from 851 to 854, you had a general category. Then 854 to 861, you kind of had this interleave spectrum, which was basically a mix of uh, the general category and public safety and business band and SMRs and EM- ESMRs. And SMR, which is Sierra Michael Romeo, stands for Specialized Mobile Radio. And ESMR, which is Echo Sierra Mike Romeo, is Enhanced Specialized Mobile Radio or Mobile Services. 
So, um, so again, we got 851 to 854 is general. 854 to 861 is this interleave spectrum. 861 to 866 is ESMR, exclusive use. And then from 866 to 869 is the uh, NPS PAC, which is the National Public Safety Planning Advisory Committee. So that's a mouthful right there. If you want to know the phonetics for NPS, PAC, it's November, Papa, Sierra, Papa, Alpha, Charlie, improper phonetics. So that's the entire layout, original layout of the 850 spectrum. Now, the before that, there was basically cellular. And cellular um, uh, lives a little bit north of this spectrum right now, okay? And then just south of this is a 700 megahertz band. So... Really, what you have here is um, is you have this uh, this this little group of mishmash kind of sitting there, and what ended up happening in the end was that public safety ended up moving. The NPS PAC ended up moving uh, from the north end to the south end, and the SMRs kind of went in the middle, and the ESMRs went to the north end. So that's kind of where things had relocated. Now, if you followed along that, the public safety stuff went to the south. When they were all the way up at 866, they ended up at the bottom of the band. So let's take a quick look at that. Now, again, I don't want to confuse or lose anybody. We're going to break this down again in a little bit. So um, you guys can kind of understand how I, I, I try and teach you enough to, to know what's going on. And not to put anybody to sleep and have a, like I keep saying every week, that you don't have to have a have an accident. So what ends up happening here is they relocate the National Public Safety Planning Advisory Com Committee uh, spectrum from 866, uh, 869 down to 851 to 854. So they went from the north end to the south end. And public safety now has the exclusive sole rights from 851 to 854. Nobody else is using that spectrum now. Business band users and SMRs have the next block up. So they go now from 854 to 862. And then beyond that, from 862 north is ESMRs, like Nextel. Okay, I'm using Nextel here because we'll get into that in a little bit. So what ends up happening here is, again, let's start from the top. 851 to 854 was the general. 854 to 861 was this interleaf spectrum. 861 to 866 was ESMR. And 866 to 869 was the public safety, right? NPS, PAC. Now what happens is you have 851 to 854 is NPS, PAC. 854 to 862 is business users and SMR, and 862 to 869 is ESMR, like Nextel. Now, there is also a expansion band created that sits from 860 to 861, plus a guard band from 861 to 862, okay? So, I know that's a little fast and all that. But uh, the actual location of the frequencies is good to know. And what I'm going to end up doing is I'll, I'll put something in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 11, where you can go and take a look at the charts. This way it's a little bit clearer for you uh, as a mental picture as to where things were and where things are going. And um, this way 
you have a better picture as to what's going on. I know just giving this stuff verbally to you um, over a podcast, again, it leads a little bit of uh, room for confusion in there. And, uh, you know, I want to give you guys a chart. So, again, that will be in the show notes for uh, scannerschool.com slash session 11. So we went into just now basically the the rebanding platform uh, or the rebanding uh, lay of the land, except in the southeastern United States where public safety bands a little bit smaller and the ESMR is just a little bit larger. Remember how we talked about in earlier sessions of Scanner School? Session four, we talked about uh, simplex, duplex, and repeaters. If you want to listen to that podcast again, it's scannerschool.com slash session four. We kind of talked about uh, how repeaters are located and uh, how how you like to have repeaters in high elevation mountaintops, uh, high on a tower, those, those kinds of locations, because you want to cover a large footprint. And with a lot of public safeties, uh, transmitters, and, and those kinds of, of uh, non-for-profit type of thing, or government-issued, or government-run type of um, uh, agencies, you would have the repeater locations located far and few between where they would cover a large geographical area, right? The best bang for their buck, so to speak. And this would give you good enough coverage uh, so that you could use your radios, either, uh, either your handhelds or your mobile or a dispatcher, so that there really weren't too many dead spots. Again, you know, just good enough to get by kind of thing. It didn't have to be a blazing hot RF where you were going to use it because you're not really, it's not the kind of way that you uh, you build that kind of RF environment, right? You, you build it so that it's, it's good enough to use. So you'd have these these towers up there just, with enough saturation to to get the job done, okay? So again, you may have four or five transmit locations to cover a large geographical area, and that's the way that these public safety transmitters are, are built. Now, EMSR, EMSRs, EMSRs, uh, like Nextel, uh, they built their network out for capacity, not so much for the, the larger footprint of coverage. So because they have a lot more users, they have um, they have the need to have more locations out there for the trunk radio system, basically, is how the ESMR is originally established. And that requires a lot more transmitters. And a lot of these transmitters are building tops or 50 to 100 foot on, on towers or and that kind of stuff. And because you'd have a lot more channels and you'd have them closer to the ground level and you'd have them uh, a lot in a dense, more dense environment, this would cause problems for the receivers on the two-way radios that were using the public safety network. Basically, what was happening is that the RF was so loud or, or so saturated that it would overload the receivers on the public safety radios. Now, because Nextel was the nation, one of the nation's largest ESMR providers, they got the brunt of the issues or a lot of the brunt of the interference cases. So for those of you who think of Nextel as being a cell phone carrier, that's not what they were. So Nextel started out as an enhanced mobile service where it was a basically a trunk radio system a little bit on steroids, right? It would allow you to roam over a larger network. Uh, back in the beginning, you couldn't really roam out of your geographical area. And it was a two-way radio with 
cellular then built on top of it as an add-on. So it wasn't like a cell phone carrier that allowed you to do push to talk. It really was a two-way company that allowed you to do cell phone on top of it. So that's kind of why when people think about rebanding, they kind of go right to Nextel. Well, because Nextel was the biggest fish out there with the biggest problems. So again, to summarize what happens here is the public safety spectrum, the public safety transmitters are tower top, mountaintop, large geographical area, putting out a couple hundred watts tops. And they covered a large footprint with just good enough coverage to get the job done. Whereas ESMRs like Nextel had low cell, uh, low, I almost said cell sites, low transmitter sites that were built for capacity. So they had a lot of transmitter locations lower to the street level. And that caused the radios that were used for public safety to kind of overload. And they wouldn't be able to communicate with the public safety agencies. So that's the problem. So what happened and what was the solution? Well, the solution was what we talked about at the very beginning. The solution is that ESMRs like Nextel went to the top of the 800 megahertz spectrum and they are there by themselves. They cannot go below 862. Okay. In the old EMSR spectrum is where the public safety went. So they went down to 851. So now they're completely separated. And there's a guard band and there's expansion band basically in between. And then you have low power SMRs and basically um, business band trunking also sitting between the public safety and the ESMRs. So there is a bit of a gap and there is now separation between the two. So what does this mean now for your scanner? Well, if you remember from session um, eight and session nine, scannerschool.com slash session eight, we talked about LTR, trunk systems. And in session nine, scannerschool.com slash session nine, if you want to go back and listen to that podcast, we talked about EDAX trunk systems. Now, LTR and EDAX use what we call logical channel numbering, where you have to put the frequencies for the trunk system into the scanner in logical channel numbering. If you don't put the channels in correctly into an LTR or EDAC system, you won't be able to track uh, the talk groups along the system. Now, because you are the one programming your radio and you are the one that's telling the scanner where each channel is in the layout, all you have to do basically to reband those systems is put the new frequencies in. That's great when it comes to LTR and EDAX. And basically, every scanner out there that supports LTR and EDAX is able to reband with those systems. Again, you're the one programming those frequencies into the scanner. Now, the problem comes with Motorola. And why is Motorola a problem? Well, because Motorola, in infinite wisdom, decided that things would never change and that they would have uh, the channels hard-coded. All right, if you remember, we talked about last week on session 10 of Scanner School, we talked about the Motorola systems, that 
the Motorola protocol say go to channel 400, go to channel 15, go to channel you know 625, and the scanner would know where to go because it's hard coded in the um, basically it's in the calculations, but the radio knows where to go. It always would know where to go if rebanding didn't happen. So now that we have rebanding and we've moved frequencies around, okay, we need to tell the radio where to go. So older scanners that didn't have provisioning to reflash the firmware in the scanner have no way to override the existing systems in there. So what happens is there was no crystal ball. So nobody really knew that you're going to have to remap the channel layout. The newer scanners and the scanners that allow you to put the, the custom uh, rebanding tables in there allow you to reband. Okay, so what else is an issue when it comes to rebanding? Well, the old general category, the old spectrum from 151 to 154 megahertz had channels 1 to 120 in there. And they were 25 kilohertz apart, and they started at 800 and I'm looking for my notes here, 851.0125 at channel zero, basically. And again, these are hard coded, 25 kilohertz apart, and they went all the way up to the end of the, the spectrum at 868.9875. Well, when the rebanding took place, there's frequencies in between these uh, 25 kilohertz frequencies that we can use because we're only using now narrow band or 12.5 kilohertz of band of uh, beam what bandwidth bandwidth <laughs> 12 point kilo 12.5 kilohertz of bandwidth now again if you go back and you go through um, scannerschool.com slash session five we talked about am fm sideband wideband and narrowband and we've talked about uh, the bandwidths in that session. So if you want to go back and listen to more about bandwidth, that would be a good place to start. So we have now a group of, I believe, 120 channels now that live in these splinters or gaps between the original 120 channels that were from um, 851.0125 to um, 854. So what we need now to do is to tell the radio how to use these brand new in-between channels. So what ended up happening was Motorola took channels 440 to uh, 559, and they borrowed those channel numbers and repurposed them to fill in the gaps in the 851 to 854 spectrum. So basically, you have like channel one, channel 440, channel two, channel 441, that kind of setup now down in the rebanded area. Now, again, these channels are also spaced at 25 kilohertz. So that's how you can go from original channel, reband channel, original channel, reband channel, original channel, reband channel, which also explains why if you've ever programmed in the band plan for a rebanded system, you have two plans. Plan one is the new reband layout from A51025 at channel 440, spacing at 25 kilohertz, and goes up towards 854.000. Now, in the Whistler and Radio Shack and GE line, you need to put in the end channel number of 559. Band two, 
or band plan two is the original pre-reband layout that you pop into the scanner and that is H510125 at channel zero. Spacing again is 25 kilohertz and that goes up through the end of the spectrum at 868.9875. And again with the GRE and Whistler and you require to put in the final uh, channel layout in there as well. So that's kind of how rebanding works and why you need the tables. So again, you took a system and you basically took the north and the south and you flopped the poles. So what was on the top end of the spectrum is in the bottom. What's in the bottom is in the top. And then you've created brand new uh, channels in between the existing ones. And you need to tell your scanner that these borrowed or duplicate channels now belong in 851, 854 band. And that's why you're putting in the special programming. Okay, so that would be good if, again, that was Bible, but it really isn't. There's a couple of systems out there that don't really follow a true rebanding table. And a good place to find out the, um, the list would be the radio reference wiki and just do a quick search for rebanding. So if you live in California, Colorado, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Maryland, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Jersey, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, or Wyoming, there is at least one trunk system in that state that has a special rebanding table. And again, I would suggest going to the radioreference.com wiki at wiki.radioreference.com and just doing a search for rebanding, and you'll see a list of those systems um, that require the special rebanding table and again you'll you'll get a couple of charts in there as well uh, another great resource which is something that i had used while the rebanding was going out is the 800 megahertz transition administrator or 800ta.org and again we'll put links to all this in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 11 and uh, that was great, too, because you could put the FCC uh, call sign in, and it would tell you if the system was going to be rebanded, or you could put a frequency in. It would tell you if it would need to be rebanded. But again, at this time, you know, it's, it's 2018, and I believe rebanding is pretty much done, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, another good source, too, was um, uh, the FCC website had a 800 megahertz spectrum page on there as well. Uh, a lot of the links that are on that web page are now dead links. So, you know, the government did a real good job at maintaining their own website. But um, again, we'll, we'll have a good document available to you on our uh, website for the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 11. So really, let's summarize what we've talked about here for the last 20 minutes. I can't believe it's 20 minutes already on this one. So again, what happened was you have originally in the 800 megahertz uh, band and rebanding only affects 800 megahertz you had from 851 to 854 a general category 854 to 861 which is interleave spectrum which is like public safety business smrs and the smrs above that from 861 to 866 you had esmrs exclusively using that spectrum and then from 866 to 869 you had the nps pac or the national public safety planning advisory committee after rebanding, 854 to 8, I'm sorry, 851 to 854 was NPSPAC. 854 to 862 was business users and low power SMRs. 
862 to 869. You had ES, EMSRs, like Nextels. I'm sorry, ESMRs. And you also had a public safety expansion band in there that was a megahertz from 860 to 861. And you had a guard band in there from 861 to 862 megahertz. That is rebanding. So as usual, today's session of Scanner School is brought to you by EastCoastPagers.com. East Coast Pagers is a Swiss phone, Apollo, and Unication dealer serving in the U.S. market. Now, if you go to EastCoastPagers.com slash Scanner School and add a Unication G1 or G4 or G5 pager or a Swiss phone, uh, Squad voice pager, you will find a little special um, um, gift from East Coast Pagers in your shopping cart. Now, again, you have to put one of those pagers in your shopping cart in order to see the gift. But again, go to eastcoastpagers.com slash scanner school for a little little uh, extra something for you in the shopping cart. Now, again, if you have a department and you have... Um, or a couple pages that you're looking to buy or uh, you're looking for a custom quote, don't hesitate to contact uh, East Coast Pages for a custom quote. They will work with you and your department. And if you're in New York State and have a tax-exempt form, East Coast Pages will also honor your tax-exempt form. So again, go to eastcoastpagers.com for Unication, Apollo, and Swiss Phone, one-way pagers and two-way pagers and the new G4, G5 P25 pages by Unication. Now, again, all pagers purchased by, I'm sorry, all Unication G4 and G5 pagers purchased by the end of March, March 31st, will receive the Phase 2 P25 firmware upgrade included with the cost of the pager as another added bonus. And that is a Unication promotion. Again, Unication G4, G5 pagers. Purchased by March 31st, will receive the Phase 2 P25 upgrade free of charge. Okay, so now I know a lot of people have been waiting around and uh, are looking to see who the winners are of our first contest. This contest was to find out uh, three winners that would receive a free 30-minute consulting session. They would be able to ask me any type of scanner-related question they may have. And uh, I am theirs for uh, 30 minutes. Now, again, in order to have qualified for the contest, you would have to join our Facebook group, which, again, I invite you to join. It's a great community, and uh, it's picking up more and more activity by the day. And that's at scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Uh, again, please join the community over there. There's a lot of um, a lot of good discussions going on right now, uh, both podcast related and non podcast related. So it's it's a it's a great little community that's growing, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we're able to put that together for you. So uh, we did pick a couple of uh, random winners. Uh, unfortunately, not everybody we picked had participated in the Facebook group, which was. Uh, something we had asked to qualify to be a winner. So we have our three winners ready to go. And without further delay, let me bring them up here. Okay, our first winner uh, is John Goldenberg. Our second winner, Mike Bradford. And our third winner was Rich 
Granass. Hope I'm saying your last name correctly, Rich. Um, again, John Goldenberg, Mike Bradford, and Rich Granass. I will be pinging you on Facebook so we can coordinate when is a good time to um, to talk. I prefer Skype, so if you have Skype on your computer, that would be great. If not, um, regular voice uh, over a phone would work as well. So uh, again, in order to have won the contest, you would have had to be a member of our Facebook group, uh, again, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group, and you would have had to have participated in the Facebook group. You couldn't have just shown up to the party and, and sat in a corner. You had to have actually uh, at least sort of said hi. So I went through about uh, six or seven individuals when I was going through the random list, and um, they weren't in the Facebook group as far as uh, participating, which is a shame. So again, um, I would like to thank everybody who uh, who participated in the Facebook group. Again, it's not a closed group. Anybody can join in, and uh, we would love to see you there. So with that, we're going to close out this week's um, Scanner School session. I hope that you found it, uh, you know, not too confusing when we talk about rebanning. Again, if you want to have uh, more information about the rebanning, there will be some documentation on this, some images and some extra handouts at scannerschool.com slash session 11. And next week, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some radios, some scanners that you can purchase now, some current scanners that will do your uh, trunk tracking three uh, plus the rebanding. And uh, we'll go through a couple radios like we did earlier when we went through on uh, session number six when we did our basic scanner reviews. Again, that was at scannerschool.com slash session six. But next week, we'll go through a couple of radios that you can purchase now that will support rebanding, will support LTR, EDAX, and uh, in Motorola. So until then, I want to thank you for listening to the Scanner School Podcast, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Um, if you have any questions or feedback, please contact us at, uh, you can leave us a voicemail at speakpipe at scannerschool.com slash speakpipe. Give us a call at 516 308 2885 again 516-308-2885 or just go to our website and leave us a message there using our contact form or just join our facebook group so again we'll see you next week where we talk about other scanners that you can use to monitor ltr edax motorola and the rebanded system talk to you next week Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.